In the last podcast, uh, which was on the theme of awareness and attention, I used the term self-image. And today I would like to speak a little about how I see this. For I feel it's very important in the field of awakening or spirituality to have a clear understanding of who we think we are. And think is the key word here. For self-image is what we think we are. It is the thoughts we believe about ourselves. The self-image is a construct of the mind that is assumed to be real. And when the self-image is identified with, one could call it the egoic self-image or the ego. I don't necessarily see the ego as an entity that has a separate autonomy, but more as a propensity. What I mean by propensity is that it's more like a tendency or movement or an activity. So we could call it egoic movement or egoic tendencies because it's in a constant state of craving and aversion. And this can be experientially verified through direct observation. One could say that the origin of the self-image is generated by the mind as the I thought, a thought that says, I am this body. And through conditioning and belief, this self-image becomes our identity, who we think we are. And the mind continues to shape this egoic self-image by constantly feeding it new thoughts about itself. Thoughts which are either accepted or rejected, but which nonetheless all help to give a feeling of pseudo-reality to the egoic personality structure. An egoic structure whose basis is separation. A person who believes himself to be separate from the world, from all others and from God. A limited little me positioned in time and space that has to find its way in the world as best it can. Yet its structuring is so that it always feels a sense of lack, limitation and unsatisfactoriness. And because of this sense of lack, it seeks to find peace and happiness. So it looks outside of itself to the people and objects of the world for satisfaction. Yet everything external to it is impermanent, so it only ever knows temporary or partial happiness, which keeps the person in a state of searching and striving. This is the current state of humanity. We could call it the dimension of egoic consciousness. And all conflict and suffering stems from this identification with egoic consciousness. When we identify with the self-image, which is created by the mind, and when we take it to be all that we are, then we suffer. We become unconscious to our true nature. We fall asleep, so to speak. We give the egoic self-image reality by believing it to be true, and then suffer the ideas of the mind as it continues to feed us self-thoughts. The idea of a separate I becomes an imaginal identity, a 
prison or playground, depending on how it's going at any one time. How our life is going is a reflection or a manifestation of our state of consciousness. And how the human world is going is a reflection of our collective state of consciousness. Yet the good news is that there is the possibility to awaken, to come out of identification with the egoic self-image. And to start, it is vital not to fall for the assumption that you know who you are. To do so is to remain within the conditioned pathways of self-image. What is important is to be interested in questioning for truth, to really see the structuring of the limited identity and to thoroughly examine your whole sense of identity and see how these repetitive patterns of thinking shape an imaginary self. This can be quite an eye-opener for some to really begin to see that they're not what they thought they were. And we begin to recognize that the internal voice in the head is the mind, a mind which is feeding self-thoughts to enhance a self-image an internal commentator which judges, condemns, flatters, blames, plans and strategizes. And we are enthralled to this mind, constantly pushing and pulling thoughts to try glean a bit of happiness and peace, however temporary. Yet all that is happening is that the mind is feeding thoughts to the self-image, who we think we are. We believe ourselves to be a separate individual who has a mind. While in fact it is the mind which has created the self-image in the first place. And we keep buying into its story. We are invested in trying to get the story to work out. We are addicted to the story of me, of self-image. The greatest unconscious addiction is to self-image. Most don't even know they are addicted. Addicted to trying to get a temporary high by jumping to the tune of a demanding mind. Now here's the big question that I'm sure you will be asking yourself. Who or what gets identified to the self-image? So I'll offer some words, but what is most important is that you come to see this for yourself and not just take on some new ideas. One could say that it is the sense of beingness or I amness which gets enamored with the self-image. Our sense of presence gives attention and belief to the self-image and forms an egoic identity. And we've already explored this beingness in previous podcasts, in particular the episode on the guided resting meditation which gently guides one to rest back into beingness or I amness. With this resting meditation, we give our interest to simply being and leave all thoughts and feelings to unfold without identification. We leave the story of self-image alone, without control, and just rest back into presence. This is the beauty of the resting back meditation, it helps one to disengage from the self-image and simply be as you are. Initially, you may feel that there is a separate me who rests back, but you may come to see that it's more simple than that. 
you may come to see that the thought of me arises and falls in the presence that you are. It is only real if you believe it to be real. This is a subtle shift in perspective, but it is the difference between suffering and not. Many have seen that identification to the mind stream causes suffering, and many have tried to subdue the mind and control the mind and kill the mind, not to mention the many different practices that have ensued from such attempts, including forms of meditation. But these types of practices are bound to fail. They fail because they believe the mind is the problem, but the mind is not the issue. It is the identification with mind and the projections of the mind that is the heart of the matter. When there is no identification with the mind, there is no problem. And that includes the mind's projections, which is the self-image. The internal commentator and the self-image or little me is a double act, much like a comic act, <laughs> like Laurel and Hardy. They bounce off each other to create an entertaining narrative or story. Yet it is the mind that plays both sides in this case. The mind creates the self-image and feeds it gags of thoughts as the internal commentator. But if the self-image is not identified with, not taken to be real, by seeing it as only a limited perspective and that our beingness is prior to these passing phenomena, and there's no real problem. The egoic self-image is a fiction created by the mind that tries to convince you that you're a limited individual separate from the world, separate from others, and separate from God. Fantasy is a powerful allure, but when you know the story is just a story, you can still enjoy it without suffering. And an added bonus, so to speak, is that when the self-image is no longer identified with, then it just functions smoothly as a position to relate from. And the mind loses its veracity as it and the self-image are seen to be a phenomenal aspect of consciousness that in no way truly limits us. So when the egoic self-image is no longer identified with, then our identity shifts to a more unbounded sense of self, as beingness or I amness. Initially, there may be times when we can rebound or re identify with the egoic state, either for long or short periods. But with the tools of resting back meditation and self inquiry, these re identifications can be probed for truth. At a certain stage when old egoic patterns do surface, they're not identified with, but they just simply arise and fall. And perhaps just to mention here that even the sense of beingness or I amness as an identity can also fall away. And we then see that we were never truly identified with any limitation. This may be relevant for some, depending on the depth of your realization to date. And it's something we can explore in a later podcast. Enjoy. <laughs>